0: Hello, welcome to Mind, Mind Body, Body Stuff. Stuff. I'm Kaylee. I'm Bernice. Welcome. Glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you guys? <laughs> Where's here for you? Where are
1: you out Where there? Are you? In, are you in the in the podcast are you in world? Your car? Are
0: you in your kitchen? Are you in your bed? <laughs> Where are you guys? What you do it? I'm in my bed right now. Can we hang out? No, you're not. <laughs> we're in Bernice's bed <laughs> recording this week. Very comfortable. With her big dog, Duke. Dukeers. No, we're not. No, we're not. It's a lie. I lied. That sounds nice, though. Mm-hmm. All I want to do is lay in bed and watch TV these days. Mm-hmm. I think it's the weather and also my pregnancy, but wow. I'm watching the show, Victoria. Victoria. Yeah. Oh, about Queen Victoria. Yeah, oh, Victor- I've seen parts of that. of Victorian Albert. Yes. It is so good. Yes, how she gets into power. And- I cannot wait to put my kids to bed every night so I can just go and watch TV in oh, bed. That, yeah. See, it's a it's quite nice. It's nice. Yeah. Anyways, what I'm just you- having a hard time with fall. I know you are. I know I'm having. A you hard do time. it every year.
1: And the other day I jumped, or last week I jumped in the lake, and That's I'm like, what Joe wrote "This on- is my last time."
0: That's what Joe wrote on Instagram. Oh, she kid. did. Yeah, she said, and then my mom said, or and then she said, and then my mom and dad jumped in, and my mom said, This is probably our last jump of the season. And cool. I thought, Oh, that was a hard moment for your mom, Joe. <laughs> it's making me
1: tear up as we talk about <laughs> it. Totally it. Like, is. How sad is that? Like, hello, get a life. Me. Yeah, but it
0: always comes back. That's
1: the thing. I know. I have hard times with endings. But at least we get um,
0: fun stuff that comes in the fall. Like what? And a new baby.
1: Yeah, you get a new baby. I don't get a new baby. You can have it. (laughs) I don't get to breastfeed or anything.
0: (laughs) I'll give it to you at night. How about that? (laughs) Hi, Frankie. (laughs) Um, So today we are going to talk about um, the importance of sharing our story. Mm -hmm. And of owning our stories, but also not being... um, Prisoners to our story, Mm, I think as well. well Yeah, I have I do have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts on this personally, um, especially because I was at the um, the retreat last weekend. Yes, so that as as some of you guys know in in um, podcast land, I had the opportunity to teach Ula one at a retreat in Santa Cruz hosted by Elizabeth Gilbert and um, Cheryl Strayed. And that was really it was it was a just a really cool opportunity. Um, no, I didn't get to meet them. No, they didn't take little one and fall in love, and now we're best friends. Unfortunately, that would have been that was in my that romantic was, mind. That of was in, that would have been a, a, a dream come true. I was but, like, she just stumble into them in the bathroom, and Cheryl's like, "Oh my god, oh my god,
1: are you Kaylee Lindner?"
0: That class was amazing. I love that. How about you come out and teach at all my all retreats? my romance novels. I know, it was in my romance novel too. Aww. But alas, it's okay. It really was a cool opportunity anyways, and I think we laid some good groundwork for hopefully mm-hmm. being able to teach at that retreat center in the future or even having our own retreats there. It was so... So amazing.
1: Oh, and it's supposed to be beautiful, right?
0: Big trees. Oh, God, just the red – you're in the redwood forest, like this this center is just – it's just stunning. But anyways, so as I'm trying to um, figure out how to, like, open and close my classes and how to tie it into the reason that all the participants are there through the weekend, um, obviously Elizabeth Gilbert and Cheryl Strayed are storytellers and –
1: yeah, they're writers. You know, yeah, writers. they're writers. They're but
0: they've also like what they write about is deeply personal stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they're not just uh, fiction you know, writers. I mean, things.
0: and sometimes, sometimes I think Elizabeth Gilbert Moore um, does fiction, or at least I, I think she does nonfiction-based things, and then she whatever. But the books that she is most known for and Cheryl are are, are their personal stories. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the at uh, the weekend. Uh, retreat, I talked about that. I I talked about how it's, we hear these stories from other people that I think gives us the bravery and the courage to tell our own stories. And so these women have been hugely important for many, many people, I think, in being able to um, own their story, forgive themselves for their story, Mm -hmm. um, release be released from the control that their story may have be able to edit their story. I, I think that these women have through their example, um, sparked something in a lot of their readers that have then empowered them to do the same. And so yeah. I was talking then about how Ula one ties into this and, um, the body is truly the home to our stories. The body does not forget. I'm now listening to the book. Um, the body keeps the score um fascinating book about trauma and how the body does, the body remembers. And so our stories are living are kind of lodged. They're lodged mm-hmm. and they're 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 living in our bodies and then mm-hmm. they affect how we feel. They affect how we interact with other people. They affect our relationships. They're they're there. And so part of what we do with Ula and Ula One is moving our stories. Movement. Movement is going to create the freedom. Some of our stories We, we cherish, we want them to stay alive in our bodies. Some of the stories we need them to leave Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. It's time for them to, uh, maybe release a bit of the control that they have on us. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I, whenever I kind of think about that, I'm like, okay, what, what do I want? Where do I want this movement to happen? How do I want this to feel? Do I want to release this? Do I want to release it through movement, through screaming, through, um, just the the power of that, that movement, or do I want to savor, do I want to savor, you know, the softness? Why am I soft here? Well, I'm soft here because I've carried babies here. I've, you know, just understanding like that the stories are alive in our bodies, but they don't have to define us. And it's when we can share our stories through a release or through writing or, or, or whatever it is, then I think not only can we find freedom, but we can also then free other people. Mm hmm. Through the sharing of our own stories. Yeah.
1: And I think we have, you know, stories have been a part of humankind for a long, long, long time. Oh, Probably absolutely. Probably long, long ago, because I was just thinking about um, indigenous folks who, um, a lot of the history was all oral tradition. It was. So we would make sure that we would sit around at night or, or mm-hmm. in the day or whenever, and we would share these sort of pivotal stories so that our Absolutely. children and our grandchildren, our great grandchildren would, would learn. Through these stories. Right.
0: They weren't writing it down in history books. They're telling the stories. They're telling the
1: stories. And there would be storytellers who would be sort of part of the group. That's that's your job. That's that's your your family's job. You're you're the holder of these stories. Yes. And so you see how significant they are even in how cultures treat stories. Yes. And in terms of a a learning opportunity for future generations. Yes. And I think even for us... When we do our group work and stories come up in group work, mm-hmm. um, it's so important because maybe you're not going to tell your story that day, but you hear someone else tell their story, and for a moment, the light is shown on your story in your own yes. self. Yes. And you have that kind of like, oh, I forgot that part of my story. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I haven't even explored that part of my
0: story. Yeah, or maybe I've pushed that story so far down into my memory and my body and my existence that I am now just beginning to remember this yes. part of my story. Right, and all
1: the the things that maybe went with that story, right. the emotion and the yeah. reaction yeah. and the meaning of the story for mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. So it's incredible when someone when we have these storytellers, Share stories to set the example for all of us.
0: Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I think one of the hardest human experiences is loneliness or feeling isolated. Yes. I mean, isolated in our shame, isolated in darkness, in our sadness, um, just actually being physically alone. I mean, don't don't you think that being feeling alone is really hard for humans
1: oh yeah and we we are social
0: creatures we're social we're like horses we're like
1: dogs we're like wolves we live
0: we we crave connection and
1: community yeah we weren't solo creatures we talked about that before right but our culture has sort of transpired to this point it seems like where we spend a lot of time alone right even though we're interacting with our phones and our tvs
0: and our computers right we're not really interacting with each other Right and again if we're interacting through the computer you you get to hand pick which part of your story uh, that you want to share and what you want to tell we're not actually in the space of each other's stories as much as uh, as we would have been living in traditional societies right exactly right so i think this um this storytelling piece is is really it's really paramount and it's fundamental to <laughs> keeping our sanity. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: I mean and I, personal growth. And personal growth. And if I didn't, if someone didn't share a story in different parts of my life, mm-hmm. I would not be where I'm at today. Right. Some of those the most pivotal moments of my life was someone shared a story yeah. and I was like, Whoa, what? What did you just say? I think that I think that might have happened to me. Right. You know, or
0: I think I might be thinking about that. Well, and even for me, some of the most powerful stories uh, maybe they didn't bring up anything in me, but they completely shaped um, how I felt about something, mm-hmm. or you or know, changed how you maybe felt about something, or changed or... how. Yes, and um, I, I'm, I'm going to tell this story. I have a, a friend who is a lesbian, and she is in her 50s. And when she was in her probably 20s, so about 30 years ago. Um, during, you know, the, 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 there was a lot of like, um, less tolerance mm-hmm. for gays. And so what she did like is the 90s, maybe. Yeah. Maybe like the 90s. Yeah. She was living in I'm, I'm sure I'm not getting all the details right and she doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> so I, i'm gonna I'm gonna share with you guys the the standout points for me what she did is she went around rural Idaho and she just knocked on people's doors and she said, "I'm gay and I want I, I want to sit down with you and just I just want to talk to you because she said they they had a much harder time hating. Oh, once they, oh yeah. Once they met me, once they talked to me, once they heard my story, it was Mm -hmm. so much harder to just think that I was, uh, you know, living in sin or, you know, that I was a bad person or, 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 or whatever. And so it was like, it, it really hit me when she told me that story because I'm like, yes, that, that's how we, that's how we create change. Right. We say, Let's sit down and let's talk to each other. Let right. me tell you my story. Let me hear your story. Right. And that's how we understand compassion and connection. And we we're able to, to maybe understand that we're different or have differences. That's how we make connection, but we're not afraid of these differences. You know, and I, I think so much of, of people's, you know, rejection or pushing against things is, is usually based on fear.
1: Yeah, and they're just not—they're just not—they're not exposed to maybe what the what the other person's talking about. Totally, they're naive to it, or just totally. hasn't been in their life. Exactly. So, or they're not aware of it. Yeah, and so, so it to, seems scary to them to be able to look like, this what woman is in that? the eye, and I have all these definitions I've been told. Right, what gay is? You know, here are my definitions, it's and written who down. is a gay person? They are this, 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 and this. Right there, and then, but suddenly you meet a gay person.
0: Yeah, a like,
1: real gay person.
0: In real, a real,
1: a real life gay person, not
0: a unicorn one, not a unicorn gay
1: person, (laughs) not an imaginary gay person You meet a real gay person. And you're like, oh my gosh,
0: Whoa, you're just a a person,
1: breathing, sweet, wonderful human being, right? You know, where they're telling your story, their story. And you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. you have a story too. Of course. Yes, of course I do.
0: Yeah. Yes. You know, and I I can't give all the details right now, but we're going to make some changes within ULA for um, moving forward. And I'll tell you why. It's because one woman shared her story with us in Twin Cities, Mm -hmm. and it completely changed me. Mm -hmm. And it was incredibly powerful, incredibly moving story, and the way that she wants to now bring ULA into the work that she does through healing others. She's taken her trauma. She's taken her abuse. And now she wants to incorporate Ula in the way that she helps other people who have been through just honestly, like the worst situation Mm -hmm. I could imagine. Mm -hmm. And, um, she wants to use Ula in that way. And when she shared her story, I thought, okay, we need to make some changes in this business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was an we epiphany. Need, it, it was an, an epiphany. epiphany. I was like, there are so many other ways that Ula could be reaching the people who need it. And Not I don't- in this one, you know, this is one way. And I don't think we're necessarily opening ourselves up to all of these ways in which we can do this work or, or in which other people want to be able to do this work. It was It was because she shared her story. And this is a great story of how she shares her story because
1: she's reluctant. Oh, sure. Do you remember that? Yeah. Because, of course, many of us are reluctant to share our stories. Yeah. Because they're...
0: Yeah, she didn't want to share it. Sometimes
1: they're sad. They've been traumatic, maybe. Not all stories, but some stories, especially the ones you're maybe least likely or willing to share. Totally. And she got up, and there was a thing happening during training, and she said, "I, I feel like I need to share my story. Right. And we were like, okay. And it was such an impactful story, mm-hmm. and not and and the way she shared it and her story was about abuse in her life. It was a wonderful uh, the way she shared it was so moving. It was an epiphany for Kaylee in terms of the direction of Ula, and for me, as I've talked about before with my a family member who's having difficulty in an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. it was like a it was like a light went on in my head, mm-hmm. and I also felt like. I wasn't gonna die, or uh, yeah. or this family member that it wasn't the way she shared her story made me feel like I don't have to catastrophize so much. Yes, yeah. Um, and someone you and I had a therapist tell me that already, but once she shared the story, mm-hmm. and there she is, a survivor herself, and I thought, if she hadn't shared that story, I don't know if I would have had the Uh, relationship I have right now with this family member without her sharing that story, without her having the courage to get up and share a story she felt uncomfortable about sharing, that it changed the direction for Kaylee of ULA in different ways, and it changed the direction of how I interact with a very dear family member.
0: Yep, absolutely. And there it is. Absolutely. And there's the strength of the story. Yeah, exactly. Right there. Exactly. Right like, there. I mean, right there. I think she changed the course of both of our lives and hopefully a lot of people who are involved in ULA or or hopefully will become involved in yes, ULA. And yes. the healing power, that sharing our story. The thing about ULA, it's, it's all storytelling. It's all storytelling. The entire Telling. thing about ULA is storytelling. Mm-hmm. The, the playlists are very carefully designed so that they go through a story. The... Emotional releases, the, 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 the inward, um, focus in the body and how we're feeling and what is stuck and what needs to be released and what needs to be softened and what needs to be forgiven and what needs to be loved. All of that is a story. It's all a story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We, nobody's perfect. Mm-mm. Nobody's, nobody, nobody wants to be with people who are perfect either. What? <laughs> Except for you. nobody's perfect but that's the thing it's like it's like who has why do we have all these expectations what what are we so afraid of if somebody truly sees us or knows uh knows our, our our difficult stories in in most cases it creates more compassion it creates more connection and more healing and more healing for for the storyteller and the receiver. Really, yes. It really, really does. Yes. Like it is. I. It, this is the way that we're gonna we're gonna heal the world. Yes. And we, we learn heal. this every Ula training. Every Ula training. Every Ula training.
1: Mm-hmm. We are inevitably honored, or that we're so lucky to be able to hear oh, so many people bear
0: witness to, to these stories. Bear, to these
1: stories. And every time we come out, it's changed people. Absolutely. I think. Always changed. And just have gained so much insight, not only into the workings of others, but into the workings of ourselves. Totally. And the workings of our culture yep. and the workings of this world and how maybe to navigate the world better. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's really amazing. And again, back to what Kaylee's saying in terms of like the, the these ULA classes are designed to take you on a journey. hmm and the journey is the story.
0: The journey is the story. Yeah. It, it really is. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it, it can be different for for different people. Some days we're dancing for ourselves. Some days we're dancing for other people. Some days we're dancing for for humanity. I mean, there have been many classes that I have danced for humanity mm-hmm. because I have felt like I am losing my faith in humanity right mm-hmm. about now. And yeah. I need to dance for humanity. Yes. Yes. Yeah, sometimes we, we dance for our stories, our, our own stories. I mean, I think a lot of you guys know that. You know, one of uh, the big reasons that ULA is a healing... Um, uh, mo- moda- moda- what's that mo- word? Modality. Modality. That's mm-hmm. what I'm looking for.
1: Modality. Fitness
0: also. <laughs> <laughs> it started out kind of as a fitness, you know. fitness.
1: It's a healing fun, fitness. But now it's moved into this sort of greater... Which, of course, it's still fitness. We all know that. It's still fitness, but... And but, fitness. Of course, fitness. Like, it's not a dirty word. We have physical fitness. We have mental health fitness. Totally. We need it all. We need... I need
0: my body. I mean, I need my muscles to feel better. How do you expect to feel... How do you expect to live your best life if your body doesn't feel good? You can't. You can't. You can't. I've you can't. worked
1: with so many people sometimes who are just like, I'm doing all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but do, your legs hurt. Yeah, my legs hurt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but, you know, it's hard for me to climb the stairs.
0: I'm like, I know it's yeah, hard Yeah, so imagine all the things that you are not taking part of in your life because it's your body. It doesn't feel good. Your body has been neglected. You mm-hmm. haven't been taking care of your physical health. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, exactly. important. it's important. It's not a, It isn't. It's not a dirty word. It's not a shallow thing to think about. If it makes you feel good and it makes you to participate fully in your life, then that's that is what we want. And we want fitness for the full being. Totally. We want fitness for all of us. All of it. And all the, of yes, this. Yes, The mental fitness is just as important as the physical fitness. And yes. And the cool thing about ULA is they can all come together. Yes. Like it's cheaper and less time consuming than trying to get it all in there. Right. It's like I got to go to
1: therapy and then, then I got to go to the gym and then I got to get some weights and then I got to, you know, go for a hike to be outside. Um, <laughs> which is, those are all great things too, by the way. But, you know, sometimes we just get to do an hour long ULA class and I'm like, Woo, okay. okay. here we go. I didn't even know I had that stuff I need to work out today. Yeah, or that part of my story, perhaps. or yeah. your story, or the group story. Sometimes, sometimes. doesn't it feel like, and you guys too, doesn't it feel that way. sometimes the the class takes on its own story.
0: Oh, totally. You know exactly. what I mean? Like
1: suddenly, I maybe I've designed a playlist. So I'm like, oh, yes, and then we're going to go here, and, and then we're going to do this, and then we feel sexy, and then we get mad. But then the, the <laughs> class. we get
0: sexy, then sexy, we get, then get mad, mad.
1: <laughs> then we get sad, and then we get happy. No, and suddenly the class starts to happen because it's organic, and then you feel like, I'm like, oh, well, we, oh, off we go. And the class somehow, this group. This group now creates this story, yeah. And absolutely. those are my some of my favorite classes, where the group now has just become. They are we are all creating the story. Well, simultaneously. And this is how we
0: feel a sense of belonging. Mm. This is how we feel like we're something, we're part of something that's bigger than ourselves. That we we have a place. We are part of. We're part of something bigger. And how important is that to feel that like you're part of something bigger than yourself? Hugely important because when you think it's just you, yes, that's a lot of weight there. That's a lot of weight. A, it's isolating and B, it's too much pressure and C, how humbling to know that the world doesn't revolve just around you. Mm. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like you are part of something that is much bigger and what a weight that can just release from our shoulders when Mm -hmm. we say, you know what, I'm just, I'm part of something bigger. Mm -hmm. I fully believe I'm a co-creator of my experience, but I think that there are much bigger things at work than just me. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And we found that out in our lives when certain things happen maybe not as we planned. Right. And even the story that changed, uh, changed us. Right. Uh, we couldn't have been like, and now there'll be a story right? or now we're going to do this. We're going to trajectory off this way or whatever. No, 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 no. We're part of this bigger picture, this ongoing, ongoing, broader story.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, and just like my, my personal experience with sharing, you know, a really painful story obviously was when my son was stillborn and that was, uh, I, sh- I talked a lot about it. Like I did. I talked a lot about it and I danced a lot about it. I danced danced a lot about it, but I mean, I remember, uh, well, I, I couldn't sleep at night. You know, I couldn't sleep, uh, both before it happened. Cause it was, it was looming and it was, I knew it was going to happen. So I couldn't sleep. And then I couldn't sleep after either. And I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would write, And then I would post them and and I called them like my midnight musings and I would, I would post them and share. And I had, I had so many people, uh, respond with how powerful that was. And it's almost like, um, I, I didn't know that this stuff happened to people. I didn't know that after you pass, like, you know, 12 or 13 weeks or whatever to get out of the first trimester. Like I didn't really know that you're, that a baby died, a baby could die. Like I kind of thought you're like, you're in the clear now. Yeah. Right. Right. But the reason I, I didn't know is because people don't talk about it because it's incredibly painful and it, there's a shame, Mm -hmm. there's a shame associated to to it because if you think back about, um, our uh, women and Sexuality sexuality podcast, I think a lot of our value is tied into this ability to create and, and give life. Yeah. There is this fertility
1: piece, this fertility
0: piece. And so I, I, um, I didn't realize, I guess the shame that goes along with it. And then the more I talked about it, the more I realized that there are so many women who Have miscarriages and who have stillbirths, mm-hmm. which I, I didn't even know what I'd never okay. Maybe I'm super naive, but I'd never even heard the term stillbirth I when I, I had one. I
1: heard the term, but I wasn't really <laughs> clear when that was. I thought it was like you know, you give birth to a full term baby and it's and it's dead. Yeah, you know, I didn't understand. I didn't
0: even know that. I didn't
1: understand how that whole thing worked, like at certain yeah. period. You yeah, know, I didn't, I totally. just.
0: And I because realized, we don't talk about it. Because we it. don't talk about it. That's the exact... That's the point I'm trying yeah. to make. Is there was so much, like, uh, confusion for me around it because I didn't know that this stuff happened. And so I cannot... I have never felt more lonely than I did during those times and during the time that came after it. I, I have never felt more isolated and lonely and i had indifferent, lost my maybe yeah, or, indifferent, you know. i had lost my identity here i was thinking i was going to be a mom and then all of a sudden it was all stripped away from me and 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 then i couldn't figure out who i was anymore and and who exactly i had lost i was so lonely and it was through being open about my story and then Maybe, maybe it's not everybody's story, but uh, they would connect with me and they would talk about their grief Mm -hmm. and they would talk about how these songs that, that I was starting to choreograph and use for my own healing, how they were helping them heal or a family member they were thinking about during that song or, or whatever. And, and it was just, it was, it was almost like, um, wow. I mean, who would I be now? If that hadn't have happened to Mm -hmm, me, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes our most painful stories can create just the most beautiful, um, paths. Mm -hmm. And I know that I was meant to walk this path Mm -hmm. as painful as it has been, was, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's where it's where I need to be in my life.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's such a great, I mean, such a great lesson. And, with the use of the story, i was just thinking this too. How when we when we grow up, at least in my life, and probably in your life too, I felt like I had c- control. <laughs> we have mm. talked about that before, but sure, yeah. you know, like if I want yeah. something enough, I can make it happen, right? I, or I can change things if I need to, right? Like I will go in and I will fix it, yeah. or I will go in and do something different, yeah. And yeah. I think when these things happen in our lives, where it becomes so apparent that whoa, I. I really had no control here. I had no control. I had no yet. control. And that, that right. is so jarring. And the beauty of the story is then you hear it. That's part of the isolation too. I think, cause we think, you know, we think like, of course I can fix that. And some things we can't fix mm-hmm. things happen. Yeah. And suddenly though, you realize that makes you feel isolated. Cause it's like, well then who am I? If I can't, if I can't fix something. Oh,
0: good point. Wait, let me stop. think <laughs> That's a big, that's a big sentence. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Who am I? If I can't fix this. Yes. Who am I if I'm not in control of my destiny and of yes. this situation? Then who am I? Yes. Because that throws us
1: into the, into the darkness. Well, it does. Yeah.
0: Yes. And it, we get
1: lost. And totally lost. Because then suddenly lost. my, the paradigm I'm living my life by. Right. Is not correct. Yes. And then it's like, whoa. Yeah. And who else knew this? You know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: You guys all know. Do this? you
1: does anyone who else <laughs> what knows this? Is the secret? <laughs> Cause even when I got cancer, that was the thing. Like I had no I thought my whole life I can I can do this. Whatever. Yeah. I gotta climb Everest. Okay, I'll freaking do I'll it. I'll figure out how to I'll do it. Freaking if I have to do it, I'll do it. Yes. Um I wouldn't choose to do that by the way. But if I had to, I you know. You could. I would. With your um, peanut
0: M and M's, with my fine.
1: a lot of peanut M's and some <laughs> vanilla chai,
0: <laughs> and maybe a Coca Cola, a little Coca Cola on the side. But
1: it, it did. It, it was the same thing. When I heard you talking about that, Kaylee, it threw me into the darkness of if I can't control this, then who am I? Yes. Who am I? Yes. Um, and that's the beauty of stories. Yes. Because suddenly it's like because I'm isolated, I'm seeing myself alone. Yeah. Who am I? Control. Control is a little bit about being alone. Right. It's about being in charge of your ship. Yes, here I am on my ship, you uh-huh. know. Fix that. i the that. helm,
0: da, 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 sailing down the yeah. ocean blue. Yeah, and suddenly, well, and I think that's why a lot of people get comfort in religion as well. Yeah, like I I know that I'm not in control and I have to trust, right? You know, I have right. to trust, trust beyond myself. Beyond
1: myself. But the, for me, the beauty of the story is, and that's what religion is sometimes these great stories, mm-hmm. right? Um, that are stories with messages, and yes. you know. The things you're supposed to do and not do, but when we hear, <laughs> she's like, What is she gonna say now? What is
0: she I'm going just looking to at her say? Bit, just trying to see how she's gonna and get herself <laughs> out of this one. One time, <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it is the story because then you start hearing people's well, yes. stories, and you were like, I'm not in the dark. Yes, totally. You yeah. went through this too, Penelope. I made that name up. She's, the names I make up, she thinks they're funny. Barbara. <laughs> Barbara. i give You've names. been through this too, Barbara, <laughs> haven't you? Jane. You too. <laughs> but
0: that gives us so much comfort to know, you know, even when I'm not in control. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, and that's, I, I yes. And that was a, a big thing for me too, is realizing there is something bigger. There's a bigger meaning. There's a bigger message. We find a, hopefully... Hopefully we all have something we can believe in, whether it's God, whether it's, you know, whatever you want to call it. I think that that is a very, um, it's an important thing to have a belief in something. Yes. Yeah. Because then what hap- what Beyond that- yourself. Well, yes. <laughs> I believe in me. I believe in cars.
1: And <laughs> I believe in Ferraris, red Ferraris. <laughs> They're magical. They're magical. Every time I see one, I feel pretty good. And if I can touch it, I feel even better. And then I'm like, my world's okay.
0: So,
1: every, every, many ways to the mountaintop, as we've talked about before.
0: Oh my God, we're totally digressing. (laughs) Uh, That's a story right there, though. That's a whole nother story. You should share that story on a wider platform. (laughs) (laughs) My belief in red Ferraris. In red Ferraris. (laughs)
1: you're going to touch a lot of people. Maybe I'll even get a, like a real, someone will like be like, well, you can come talk at our Ferrari conference. Oh
0: yeah. And I
1: could get a red Ferrari as a, as a (laughs) gift. Anyway, that's an aside.
0: That's a whole other story. I hope that happens. Yeah. But anyways, yes. The, 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 when we feel trapped and isolated alone and helpless in our stories, I think that's when, that's when, I mean, it can be just an unraveling. Oh yes.
1: For the, An absolute for the un- individual un- for the person. Yeah.
0: yeah, and today's a big day. Today is a big day because we have Dr. Ford testifying. Yeah, and I, it, the the tone in the studio this morning has been really powerful. Oh, um, there, it's I've only seen women so far today, except for my husband, but that's literally the only male I've seen all day. Which is a weird thought. That is weird. That's I don't totally think crazy. And then I took my kids to school and it's only women. I haven't seen a grown male all day. Where's your husband? Oh, I did see that one. <laughs> I live alone now. I'm Mikey. A mom. <laughs> Mikey, come back. She's going to go crazy Where's your you.
1: husband? Oh, that man I slept next to last night. Yes, I recall him now. I did see him this morning briefly before we got the children to school.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) But anyway, the the vibe in the studio, it was powerful. Oh,
1: it was so powerful. It was
0: really powerful. And you know, uh, Dr. Ford sharing her story, I think has activated a lot of stuff in a lot of people. And that, that I think that's part of what we're feeling is there are so many women who um, are, are are being triggered by her story because it's activating our stories. our stories. Yes.
1: Yeah. And her, when you, I don't know if you guys got to see her or hear her, you probably have now. The podcast will come out a week later. But um, she just as she started to speak, but that's what I've been hearing from every woman I've run into today that happened to hear her speak today, give her testimony or whatever it's called. Um it was so um, authentic and so um, raw, and so uh, it just threw me back to my own stories mm. of that time period in my life, and it kind of shook me to the it core. Did. You,
0: you came in, shooken I've up. I'm
1: shooken up, and I and I work. I've worked with uh, survivors of abuse in my in my practice, and I've I've held space for, for everyone for them telling their stories, mm-hmm. whether it's a parent or a family member or a boyfriend or a stranger or whoever. But hearing this woman in front of this panel, like it was like a, I don't know. I can't even describe it, but as she's sitting there kind of shaking and all the lights are on her. And then there's this panel of people just facing her and she's having to share this very impactful story. Yeah. And she says right away, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. And you hear in her voice, it's not like, She, you can hear the real, she's terrified. And, and it just reminded me of that time where I'm like, Oh, I feel terrified. Yeah. And then as she's telling the story as she is of that, in that age, it was so like, oh, I've forgotten how impacted I was by my own story mm-hmm. of sexual mm-hmm. trauma. Mm-hmm. And I kind of overlook it. Kind of like, well, that happened. Oh, well. Yeah. You know, and I've worked through it. and yeah. um, But I think it's it's good. Like, part of me is like, oh, I need to revisit this. right I need to again shine the light. Thank you, Dr. Ford. Because I need to go back and shine the light again. Yes. And say, like, who, what is still there lingering right. for me? Right. And we saw another woman this morning, same thing, just shook into the core. She, yeah, absolutely. And feeling sort of tra- traumatized. Like, I have no power in this place, in this world, that we as women have no power. Um, and just... But again, the strength of that story to speak to all of us, mm-hmm. not even, irregardless of how you feel on the topic, yeah. you feel uh, yes. the story. Yeah. That's the thing. Absolutely. That was like, you know, I don't care what, how long you've been a senator. Yeah. When you sat in that room, I could, could tell they were all like, uh-oh. Right. This is big. Yeah. Big yeah. stuff. It's yeah. like, this is very, very big stuff. And you are all. Bearing witness.
0: You are bearing witness. You are
1: bearing witness. And everyone, you could see that everyone was like, whoa.
0: Yeah. 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 And um, I, like with the Me Too movement, you know, it, it it's like we are strengthened. We... We're strengthened by each other's stories as well. Yes. It's like we're linking arms together and we're and we're saying, you know what, we can do this, but we can't do this alone. Yes. We can't do this alone. We've been doing it in
1: isolation.
0: We've been doing it in isolation and it's not working. It's not working. We have to link arms and band together and say, I I will I will walk with you down this path. Yeah. And you don't need to feel ashamed of your story. I have the same story. And it's not your fault. And it's okay,
1: yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and I and then the same thing of the boys will be boys, regardless of what we what um comes of your opinion about Dr. Ford, but we cannot make that statement anymore. No, that no. is not that's not right. You can't say boys will be boys. And you
0: know what? They're be- the boys are better than that. The boys are better than that. They can't have that attached to no, them. They they deserve they deserve so much better than that. So much better our than boys that. Do. I think of
1: my son in sixth yeah. grade as he's yeah. entering into puberty. Yes. And it's just like, oh, you know, I went to many many parties and were, was with wonderful men, right, through my teenage years. Yeah. And nothing ever happened from those boys. So, and those were drunk boys sometimes too. And they were, they were wonderful boys. Right. So to attach that to an entire gender is absolutely ridiculous and dangerous. It is. It's dangerous. And we would not be talking about this without the story. No. Oh, no. Right. No, we
0: would not. We would not. We would not be because talking about be, it.
1: We might be thinking about it privately or who knows. Maybe yes. it'd come up somewhere. You're shopping the grocery store. Something reminds you of something. Yeah. But when we think about it collectively. Yes. Then we have the power to actually make change. I think it's that collective consciousness of like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yep. Here. Yes. We can talk about this. We can yes. shine the light on
0: this. We can share our own stories about this. Yes. How incredibly terrifying for her, but I hope that I I do hope that, that she, um, that she feels the gratitude of so many women.
1: Oh yeah. We could, we can tell you, you know, thank you so much for having the courage to get up there in front of all those people. And it's something you didn't want to do. She didn't
0: want to do it. did not want to do it. wanted to be anonymous.
1: Yep. And, but she did it and boy, you know.
0: Yeah. We needed your story. We need it we need your story. Yeah. We need your story. We need
1: your story for all of us to heal. For all of us to fix this for future generations. Exactly. For our children, for our boys, for our girls. Yes. For their relationships. For their
0: relationships. For yes. the next future the harmony. Supreme Court justices.
1: For the yes. next future presidents, whether they be male or female, for the leaders of our country. Yeah. For the workers of our country we need we need these stories to help make us better
0: right well and if you think like if we could if we could uh just kind of take the way that we live now and just envision us all around a fire at night like what what are these you know what are the stories what are we learning from this what do we want to pass down to future generations mm-hmm. right what what do we want our little kids growing up um learning about themselves, about one another, about how they about interact and fit into this society. Like mm-hmm. what what are these stories that we want to be telling? And it's 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 I feel like voices like hers that disrupt this dangerous narrative that we have going now. I think it'd be incredibly difficult to look at any little boy or any little girl And tell them the story of just status quo, letting stuff like this just be okay. Yes. We had going back to our last podcast about change. It's incredibly disruptive in the moment. It's uncomfortable. We feel the upheaval.
1: Yeah.
0: And feels distressing. It's distressing. Yeah. It's triggering. I mean, you feel all this energy. I mean, you feel all this energy in person, online. You're feeling it everywhere. It's, Mm -hmm. It's stirring up a lot. But it's so, it's so important that we, we, we share our stories and sharing our stories for our own personal healing and understanding. And I deeply believe this when we heal ourselves, that is how we will heal the world. Mm-hmm. So by, by, by doing the personal work, by showing up, by, by almost, it's like not being captive to our stories either. Yes. You know? Right. There is, um, there is, I think shame comes a lot from isolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And feeling like, Oh, this is, this is such a dark spot in my life, or this is, this is dirty, or this is wrong, or, you know, whatever. Maybe I did something wrong I did something wrong, or I deserved this. Yes. I messed up. I'm bad. Why
1: wasn't I aware this was happening, or, you know, all the things we tell ourselves.
0: And imagine what that's going to do inside of our body, in, if that's the tape that's playing over and over and over in our head, it's going to play out in other areas. Mm -hmm. So when we can shine a lot and be like, that happened to me, too. That happened to you? Mm-hmm. Oh, you feel that way? Oh, whoa! It's like you—you you can just like—I—I I mean, I just physically like lifted up and took a big breath because yeah. it's—that is how we're going to heal ourselves, and that's how we can—we can, we can actually—we um, can, I think, make big change in the world. The change that needs to happen.
1: Yes, and stories are hard to share. I remember I suffered from panic disorder, as I talked about before. After I'd had my daughter. And I had panic attacks, and I became agoraphobic. I couldn't leave the house. And I started to see a therapist, and they were like, you should do some group work. And I was like, group work, great. I have panic attacks. I can't even go to the store, you know? <laughs> yeah. But the beauty was, they said, well, you don't, because I didn't really care about myself at that point anymore. It was kind of like, your lost cause. Oh. But the therapist said it so well. He's like, well, you could help others. Yeah. Yes. You could help someone else. Maybe don't even worry about you. Mm. But what about if you could help someone else Mm. and you know what that was a huge trigger for me Mm -hmm. so then I was like oh I I felt empowered in a way that I had felt so disempowered when I was isolated yeah that I felt empowered that I had the ability to help someone else not myself because my it was like whatever yeah she's a loser (laughs) but but you seem promising right you know like you seem like you have a life ahead of you yes And that encouraged me to tell my story of my panic attacks and my agoraphobia, which eventually alleviated my panic attacks and agoraphobia.
0: Yes. Yes. Isn't that so fascinating? It's like, because they hold us captive. It's like, we have to bring them to the light. We have to talk about them so that they're not, so that they're not this all powerful thing over us. Right. And keeping us separate. And like, listen to the way that you even say that. Like I was agoraphobic and I had panic attacks. You know, like the fact is it doesn't carry a lot of um, emotion behind it, but I'm sure at one point in time, you could probably barely even tell anyone you were having panic attacks or you were afraid to leave the house. How embarrassing.
1: How embarrassing. Leave the house. But the thing
0: that I love about you, B, is that you just, you do, you own your story. You own it.
1: And you know, because you know, right at that time when I, when that they, they taught me to share my story to help others, suddenly I realized It healed me. It heals you. It healed me Mm -hmm. to be able to carry on and have a fuller life. Yes. So I wasn't carrying the burden alone. Yes. Because when I thought like, oh, you're not a lost cause, I'll help you. I'm a lost Mm -hmm. cause, but you're not. Mm -hmm. But suddenly your then reaction back made me feel not like a lost cause. Yeah, exactly. So it becomes this wonderful symbiotic relationship. It's not just about me anymore. Totally. Totally. It was, was, you know, that's mind blowing when you think about it. It is. You know, it's like, oh my goodness, of course. Absolutely. It's
0: it's hugely important. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredibly healing. And although it can feel super scary. So scary. It's like.
1: And it is, you know. It is. It is scary. Like, what, listening to Dr. Ford today, she, she sounded terrified. Yes. Oh, yeah. Terrified. Yeah.
0: Yes. But but Boy, imagine,
1: I can't imagine, imagine what she has unlocked in other people. That oh. ima- I mean, just, just us, the, the little handful of us who were sobbing and releasing our stuff and revisiting our old trauma. Just at the studio this morning. Yes, exactly. Like you know? what a gift to all of us. I mean, I know it was, it was so terrifying and, and so scary, but
0: we needed to hear that. Well, and this is community. This is connection. This is the importance of uh, this is this is this is being a human being. And this is what
1: we lost
0: in the group. This is totally what when we lost when we became more and more civilized. And how we all had our little single family homes, and we you know pull into our garage door and close the garage behind us and you know go into our homes we we have lost we have lost so much of because this. in
1: the old days probably could have gone to the fire and well, you said you can't get
0: away from anyone you're stuck with
1: them all and so yeah you
0: figure out how to interact and you That's share the funny stories thing about a you... small
1: town sometimes is it's like you people will confront you like well you didn't look well yesterday and i'm like <laughs> i felt fine yesterday I so <laughs> yeah, used right. to live in a small town <laughs> i was like jeez <laughs> <laughs> but it is that weird tracking of everybody, yeah, too. Totally. Like, are you okay? Or you're bald now. You know, right. and I'm like, you can't get away from it. Right. You know, it's like, right. okay, yes.
0: Yeah, you're bald in a big, huge city where no one no, knows you. Even no one to me. But in a
1: small town, everyone was like, oh, oh you're, bald. you're bald. Are yeah. you dying?
0: Yeah, are you dying?
1: And what about when the, when they do the Star Spangled Banner? Are you going to remove what your hat?
0: happens? Oh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> wh- where are we going now? <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> You're like, what about that? That's another good story right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know. But that's that's the beauty, and I think that's the importance of uh a, of sharing our stories, however it is, whether you write it down or sit down with someone and talk about it or even just dance it out, you can Feel in a room when somebody is releasing their story. Yes. You can feel it. Yeah. It's an energetic release, and it's almost like the whole entire room says, I've got you. Yeah, we've got we've this. We've got this. And
1: we 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 know this story. We know. It's this almost story. like we know the story. Yeah. It's that communal story. And support. your story
0: is no more shameful than anybody else's. Yes,
1: right. That's that normalization <laughs> piece of like. Unless you did something really, really, really
0: bad. <laughs> and then everyone's like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to talk to the elder about that one. You killed all nine of your children. <laughs> yeah, yours may be a little. That's shameful. a strange story. Let's work
1: on it a little bit.
0: But anyway, <coughs> um,
1: I'm sorry. No, just choking. She's sick. Are you a feeling tad. better? I feel pretty good. Just a cough. Just a cough.
0: Yeah. But thank you all for sharing your, your stories. stories. We have. We don't have to. You don't have to do it. Mm-mm. You definitely don't have to do it. Mm-mm. But I applaud those of you, and I'm incredibly grateful for those of you who do share your stories. Um, they they change. They change us. They do. They, they change us. They, they change really do. Each other, and hopefully, it changes you by sharing your story.
1: Yes, we appreciate the time when you guys write in and share your stories with us too. It's very impactful yes. for us, and yeah. shapes what we
0: do. It absolutely does. Uh, it Your stories are completely the driver of what we do with ULA. And every time you share your stories and help me see things from a different perspective, we are then able to con- continue to do uh, deeper and wider work. Yes. So thank you all. Thank you.
1: Bye. Mwah.
0: Bye.